My name is Captain Zach, and this is Along the Keel. As a lifelong waterman, I have gone coast to coast having opportunities to rub elbows with some incredibly hardworking men and women who have built their lives by the shoreline. I take you behind the scenes of some of the most iconic coastal brands, chat with entrepreneurs, and chop it up with the people who are making a difference on our coastal communities. Born from the need, built by the water, get ready to earn your summer. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Along the Keel. My name is Captain Zach, and in this week's episode of the show, I talk with Matt and Mike, the founders of Deep Apparel. I didn't have to go too far, and this episode is actually recorded from the cockpit of the Tough Guy, a West Mac located here in Point Judith, Rhode Island. And it was an awesome show getting to learn all about how Deep came to be, where it's going, and why you should never bring a banana on a boat. That and more on this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoy. It was very cool being able to do this one in person, and I hope to do many more in the future like that. But if you could, leave me a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and you can watch this episode, like I said, on YouTube. So go like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it. Check us out on our website, longthekill.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, and just a big shout out to our sponsors and our partners, the guys over at Social Cadence with all of the social media scheduling that I have to do. It's really nice to be able to have a tool to do so. And that's exactly what Social Cadence does. My friend Aaron Fry developed it and he is just a super cool dude and has been hooking me up with Social Cadence. So if you want to check it out, go on over to socialcadence.com. And while you're at it, Go check out Waypoint TV. They're doing all the hosting of this podcast, and they're a great hosting platform. Can't say enough about them. They're also an awesome partner, and if you need to learn more about Waypoint, you can hit me up, and I'd be happy to tell you all about it. That, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast, episode number 73, featuring Deep Apparel. Where are we right now? Uh, This is Point View Marina in Snug Harbor. Yep. Yep. And uh, I don't know. We've been in the slip down here. Mike's boat is right over on the other one. What are you on, Mike? Uh, Twenty-six center console. Which one? It's uh, actually on dry dock right now. Oh, it's what got happened? A lower unit. That we're not talking about that right now. Yeah, no, we don't really should... twist the knife, bud. <laughs> what uh, what engines are you running? Uh, I've got uh, Yamaha two hundreds on it. Okay. But, uh, it's just it's just... not going to go in this year. No. Oh man. Nope. So we got somebody, you know, one of the good things about being in the industry is like you can usually find somebody willing to come down and for the most part troubleshoot and skip you in front of the line. So right. we're going to try to figure out a way where we can Get trade in, in swap up, trade up, whatever. Trade some apparel, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <the fuck laughs> Two million T-shirts. Maybe get, maybe get a trolling motor. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a T-shirt for a Yamaha powerhead. Yeah. Which apparently came fine nowadays. Yeah. No, that's the biggest thing is like what is having engines that might be a little older better right. than in repairing them if you have the means to like actually repair them if you know a mechanic or you are a mechanic it's like is it better to just absorb that yeah. effort and labor and save on what you'd spend for overpay for a new boat and know you're gonna have some parts to spare yeah exactly yeah. yeah and you know whatever keeps it running yeah yeah i know one of our boats um we're trying to replace the Evinrudes on it and we're 53 weeks out yeah i was motors yeah. Uh, Stoner Boatworks, a guy who builds custom, like, Carolina flared center councils down in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, Fort Lauderdale. 56 weeks out on motors, he's got boats that can't take motors. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So do you prefer, obviously, I mean, 
We're on the West Mac, which is a single screw. Uh, single screw. Yeah. Uh, it's got a cat in it, 1150. And, um, you know, we, we bounced around. We had, you know, Hydrosport like Mike, you know, we had center consoles our whole life. And it, it, you get to a point where it's like you're looking at a, a sporty. Depends what type of fishing you're doing. If you right. like speed or comfort, not to quote wedding crashers, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 the truth. And we're just like you know, Jim's boat actually right there. The Midnight Rambler was yeah. you know big inspiration around this because we were right at the cusp of figuring out. You know, it's my old man's boat. Um, right. My brother and I we run it, we take care of it, and uh, you know we went out in November to the canyon with Jim. Uh, this is going back like 2000, like 14, something like that. Uh, no, even before that, 2012. And we went out in November, and we're just dry, comfortable. No, I mean, you can't can't beat it. Yeah, and if you hit something, <laughs> you're going slow enough where it's probably not going to do any crazy damage. And between work, like even like you know our schedules, anybody who has a business, like you got you want to be able to go when you can go. Right. You don't mind tolerating a little shitty weather. Yep. Go slower, and again, you're not you're not at risk for hitting something. And though you're going to get home. Yeah, you're going to get home, yeah. and you can run at night. You can't go 15 knots in, at a boat that wants to go 30. Right, you're gonna suck fuel, and so it's it's all a preference for what you like doing. I'm cool taking more time and yeah, doing that. But I mean, we love the clamming and ground fishing and stuff that you do on little boats. That's like yeah, and that's kind of the bread and butter of like Narragansett Bay, Rhode Island, like Point Jude. Like as long as you, as long as you hug the coast, you're good with a center console. Yep. But as soon as you want to go offshore, something like this is like where you want to be. Unless you know my buddy Jake, who has the yeah, the thirty or the forty-two yellowfin. Uh, thir- he had a he had a yellowfin. It's a thirty-nine invincible. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, freaking unbelievable. Badass. I mean, that's Badass a battle. That's a battleship of a different uh, of a different make. But yeah, he cruises at fifty knots out to the canyons. Again, yeah. If you got, if you have <laughs> the time and flexibility to to take that good weather and yeah. or good ish weather and you're able to blast out, there's nothing. I mean, nothing wrong with that. New. Yeah. God. It's just uh, yeah. You can only do so much. If you try to tie down work, like my brother has kids, mm-hmm. so we try to line our schedules so it's like you got to go and you can go. Right. And, you know, it works out. It works out. Get out a little bit here and there. For sure. For sure. Now, my, now you guys are both, Mike and Matt, from Point Judith, like Rhode Island. We actually. Rhode Island, northern. Rhode Park, Island, nor- um, northern. Because you guys are, because Deep is based out of Cumberland, technically. Yeah. Right? Yep. Just north of Providence. Okay. Uh, I grew up in North Smithfield. He grew up in Cumberland. Okay. And then I moved to Cumberland. Um, that's kind of how we met. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, we linked up through another guy in the industry that was uh, kind of just a pro staffer um, for a lot of mutual companies. And okay. He was a charter guy in Rhode Island, and he, you know, introduced us, basically. You know, Mike was looking for someone to help out with, um, you know, sales, sales channels, and yep. uh, possibly someone to come in on the business, help out. And at that point in time, I was doing walk-ins for, like, walk-in appointments for Gibbs Lures. That's what I did, so I walked right. into fucking tackle shops and met crotchety old owners and <laughs> the got salt told, of got, the earth yeah i got used to being told no yeah. all the time yep. and uh yeah that was the experience we needed to to kind of because at the time you know web the website it was just starting to get going like direct to consumer purchases were right just amazon was literally the biggest thing going how do you compete with that and then we had to focus on walking into stores and how do you you know the trick is how do you convince them to dedicate floor space to a new brand to hopefully right. get them to accomplish the same thing with your brand that they had with another. It's, it's a tricky hard, thing it's from give and take. It's a hard sell. And, uh, you know, we, we got better at it, but at the end of the day, you know, and probably a big part of what Mike's gig is, mm-hmm. is making sure the website's fluid, developing it. I mean, it's changed three times over in the past three years. So 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like website development. I mean, I've gone through like five iterations of my site alone and doing other people's sites. It's just a constant thing. But as we let's kind of like take a step back a little bit and, you know, you guys meet. But before that, there's a whole nother story behind Mike and Matt. Right. So like, Mike, where did you get? Because obviously, Matt, you grew up down here fishing your dad owns gibbs lure is correct and yeah like, yeah yeah so he's, how, uh, he's a manufacturer but that's how i got into it yeah right. gibbs is a, something that we were involved with as a group and yeah and that's how i kind of started with that right so growing up point judith clamming fishing the whole bit i yep. mean I, I grew up down in matuna Kier off of um park ave yeah that's my grandmother's place uh, yep, so nice. you know coming down in the, in the whaler going around the salt ponds going past perry's place I know you spent a lot of time in Matuna Goyce's yeah, bar. Yeah, I, I sure did. I think we all logged our fair Too share much. there. Right on the elbow in the bar. Yeah. So then, Mike, how did you get involved in the whole outdoor space? Um, always grew up outside hunting, fishing. Um, was down here surfing as a kid, so it was yep. always always in the ocean. And then uh, when I, I had a landscape construction company before Deep okay. and started really, bought my first saltwater boat, small little center console. Yep. Uh, my brother was spending a lot of time um, with friends on the water at the same time and kind of started as a joke, but, uh, <laughs> you know, because we were living the lifestyle and we're like, you know, if I could, I really hated the construction stuff, like yeah. hated it. Yep. And I was like, if I could have a company based around something I love and something I have a passion for, you know, it wouldn't feel like work. Yeah. Uh, I was partially wrong on that too, but. <laughs> <laughs> what made you start the construction company? Uh that's a great question. I don't have a great answer for. Um, I went to college for marketing, uh, had a business degree, and just realized I could make more money with work boots on. Um, right. I'd always been doing blue collar work. Just couldn't really see myself doing the nine to five. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't worked for anybody else other than myself since I've been twenty one. Wow, that's impressive. That's really cool. Yep. And then you you slowly started to transition out, knowing that being on the water is where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it took it took a while before I could leave the construction company and before Deep could actually, you know, sustain, you right. know, uh, our salaries. So that's kind of like where Matt came in and we had infrastructure that, you know, we moved into an actual office with an actual warehouse with shipping docks. You know, sure. I think some people still think I'm shipping off my pool table in my basement, <laughs> which that we, doesn't go away. Yeah, no, no. Does it ever go away? No. I mean, cuz you know, so a friend of mine, um, John, who owns a coffee company up the street mm-hmm. and Basically, when I was going to URI, we would go, well, I would go, I would wander up to the top of campus because he lived at the top of campus, and we literally pick and pack and roast beans in his kitchen, Yeah, you know? And it was that, those moments that you remember, you're like, oh, man, this is, like, it sucks. But at the same time, it's you look back at it, you're like, man, this is so much fun. Yeah, you know, it's real. It's cool to say that that's how you started with nothing. Uh, yep. It was just an idea. And literally, I have pictures of my son who's 10 now. Uh, as an infant sitting on my pool table while we're, my brother and I are folding shirts and shipping stuff. Yeah, yeah. So now when you kind of go through those moments and you're, and you're picking those apart, and as you kind of see it pieced together, you know, Deep is a very interesting brand. You know, I see there's a lot of like Thank the, you. the blue co- – Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's why we're here, right? Yeah, well, shit, yeah. You know, there's the, – we're on Tough Guy, so there's that fishing element to it, but then there's a whole like outdoor hunting – woods that side of things that i feel like you guys are kind of branching into yep but to to some degree i still feel like the whole boat to bar is also that almost like a blue collar s type mentality you know it's like work hard play hard right yeah boat to bar like you know you're gonna go on the boat have a long day and then at the end of the day we're all gonna get together and go to the mob and have some oysters yeah and it also translates into the type of clothing that we make 
um, mm -hmm. where, you know, like, you know, these are boat to bar hybrids. So, yep. you, you know, they're meant to go on a boat, meant to go swimming. Sure. But, you know, then you can go out to eat with them, throw a polo on, and you look just as good. Right. And they have the same function. So let me ask you this. So, like, why apparel? Right, I mean, like Matt, like you got, you're from the, you're from the lure industry. Yeah, it's, you're from the construction industry. I think, it, um, I mean, that's a good question, but I think uh, we looked at the market. We all, like, make, we all make mistakes. Well, <laughs> Mike, Mike had a, you know, when you know he and his brother started things off and got and got the company going. Um, you know, there was already brand recognition. I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, sick opportunity to be involved with. Um, and I remember there was exactly a point where I was like, you know, sure, Gibbs is great to a degree it's work um but to be in an industry that i knew wasn't going to feel like work mm -hmm. again it always comes around to eventually feeling like work and there's always right. responsibilities and shit that happens but i'm cool with it being a lifestyle choice mm -hmm. as opposed to forcing and grinding it out each day what am i doing here why am i doing it i think we can right. both say with total confidence that although it's been a crazy curve uh always is every day we both, I think, revel in the troubleshooting that happens every day, and I think we'd be fucking bored without it. <laughs> and like we, that's how you start a business, and you get that gratification when you see things, the needle move. Yeah. In here, and you, you know, you're gambling on yourself every day. Um, sometimes you're you're taken back, you know, off the table on certain things, and sure. you're moving it around. And I think that's part of the game that, um, you know, we like. You talk about working for yourself. Like, there's so many things that we knew that. We're no strangers to hard work or grinding it out or yep. going back there and doing the dirty work routinely, even sometimes still. But, um, you know, we wanted to be able to be in a space where we had flexibility to go and to go do fishing. it. Uh, yeah, go fish, yeah. go clam or take the day, you know, you know, um, just whether it's New Hampshire, whether it's lake life, whatever it's. Uh, breaking your clavicle. Breaking your yeah. clavicle mountain bike. I wasn't <laughs> yep. going to touch on that, but. Uh, Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm sorry. I had that's it. part of, but, you know, it's, that's a big part. And I think, you know, between. COVID happening, it's still become more relevant. Like, yeah. you know, you got the 10 feet in front of you right. to jump on it and get it done and have fun. And, and if you don't take advantage of it, it's like you're 65 and maybe you had a different profession and you're retired, but you spent all that time not doing a couple of these meaningful things that really just, you know, whether it's claiming with the kids, dude, dog beach. Right. Uh, you know, this past two weeks, we got my brother's two kids there's three and five and both our wives out there for the first giant tuna like yeah epic experience and it's like you know do we have that flex can you do that if you don't have that ability to to go and you know when it's appropriate and, and yeah. capitalize on it content days content yeah, con days content days great it's yeah it's a write off <laughs> yeah. we keep writing yeah. them off yeah it's free right the government pays for it yeah that's what <laughs> yeah, it's right that's what everybody's mindset is these days yeah exactly um uh, so you know you kind of mentioned this whole you know taking a gamble on yourself and you know mike explained like hey you know i was on my pool table pick packing and chipping stepping back even further like those those beginning days of walking into and being a sales guy and like going into a shop yeah. and being like, oh you know nope not interested. Yep. Nope, not interested. It, it, even going down to like, you know, how you're coming up with the designs and, and seeing where the brand, where you want to take it. Where did you guys start? Like, what was step one for you? Well, step one was, was you know, logo and bringing concept to market. So mm -hmm. we got very fortunate where uh, the designer that helped us with Deep um, had worked with a lot of different brands in the sport industry, sporting goods and just outdoor industry in general. So. Mm -hmm. Once we created the logo that we liked and we kind of agreed the direction that the company was going to go, um, we were able to get really good advice, you know, talk to this screen printer, you know, these are 
you know, don't go too sure. crazy with the colors. Keep, you know, we, we got a lot of good advice early. And then from there on, it was just testing stuff, you know, reaching out to people now that are great friends that, you know, we just had great fishing Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. handles or Facebook handles that were like, would you wear a T-shirt if we gave you one? You know, it right. was very, very grassroots when we started. Um, and then, yeah, just starting to knock on doors, a lot of no's. And then, you know, you get a $500 order of hats or something, which... Like, look, look, yeah, looking back <laughs> on was more of a pain in the ass than it was worth. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's little wins like that, that that added up over the years. Yeah, yeah. And then I like how you kind of mentioned taking that gamble every single day because essentially that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's little by little, you know, small strikes on the stone that will eventually kind of build this thing called deep. Now, was it kind of this idea of keeping it northeast-based? Because it's interesting. You see a lot of brands, and, and there's nothing here in the Northeast. There's only really one other brand I can think of, and that's Jetty, right? And that's down in New Jersey. So yep. that's like on the edge of is it the Northeast, is it not? Yep. But having something that's purely Rhode Island, purely here on the coastline, it, it's such a unique place to be. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, we talk on all the time the different activities that comprise the Northeast. Like, I mean, on the short list here, you know, he mountain bikes, fishes, hunts. I fish. We both board. Um, chances are, because of the way the seasonality works, like, what are you going to do? Not do something for six months out of the year? You're going right. to probably go do something. And one of the things we, you know, touched on was, well, what if we, the most unique thing I think we have, and I noticed it before, you know, kind of when we were just starting to get involved, was the versatility of, of what deep could mean, could apply to. Sure. We made the conscious decision to, um, you know, originally the name on even our Instagram was Deep Ocean Apparel, but we realized that this was four or five years ago. We dropped Ocean Apparel and it organically started filtering in the outdoor images, the outdoor lifestyle. Because boat right. to bar translates to God. I mean, you know, we use Lake as an example of our biggest mm-hmm. growth market because one, that's a big group of people that doesn't have a brand that speaks to them because most of those brands are saltwater strictly surf related. Right. Fish, salt life, pelagic, um, American fishing tackle stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, we realized there was a big void in the market space for tackling this group of people that are way more passionate than even saltwater fishermen, and they just like to drink and go out in their <laughs> fucking pontoon boats and hang out. And we realized, yeah, we could we could really occupy that. And it's been a really ravenous uh, group of people that we found like traction with people in Wisconsin. Yeah. Ozark area, Texas. Minnesota's huge. Minnesota's really? huge. Yeah, one of our biggest states. Oh, shit. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And they buy a lot of the tuna stuff, too. It's You'd think it'd be all like our poons and tune shirts. Right. Um, they buy just as much tuna stuff as the Northeast. Huh. Interesting. I think it just needed, a, like, that whole area just needed, like, something that spoke to them a little bit that said, yeah, you know, it's a cool, again, cool factor, huge thing. You know, a lot of people screw up slapping it on T-shirts. We take it for granted because we haven't, you know, he has a great eye for keeping things simple and concise, but, you know, we also are lucky in the sense that we both know what looks good and what says deep. Yep. So, you know, very, very rarely is there like, eh, I don't like that, I don't like this, but it, it just doesn't happen often because we both know that, you know, simple is better. The logo speaks for itself yep. and people want to interpret it how they want to interpret it and who's to say that it can't apply there, so. I think kind of leaving it up to interpretation kind of, almost extends and creates your brand overall. Right? Yeah, and you get Absolutely. that and you get that overlap where, you know, why is a tuna roster shirt some under some guy's base layer for, you know, boarding? Or why right. is a a sun shirt good for the same exact thing? You know, it's all got those same features and 
when we just started, you know, for the people that played sports and grew up playing sports, there was really only a couple performance brands that you would wear underneath equipment, even like, you know, hockey, lacrosse. You know, we both played hockey, but we, you know, one of the things I noticed was when I was really, you know, playing lacrosse after college, it was like, there's only Under Armour or New Balance Under Armour ripoff. And Pretty it's much. like, it's just a sun shirt. It's uh, polyester. What if you started taking some of those concepts and just making a little bit more? If it's comfortable for sports, sweating, salt water, got to be comfortable. Some it's got to be comfortable else. for everything else, yeah. and that's really where we stay in our lane. We we realize that no one's going to replace the bibs, the orange bibs in the Northeast. You know, no one's going to replace your sicka jacket for you know hunting in the mountains. Like right. we focus on stuff. You brought up blue collar, like affordable stuff that typically sticks around one fifty and below, mm-hmm. from you know one hundred fifty dollars and below. And we do the stuff ourselves, so we know, like, shit, that's going to hold up. Nope, man, that zipper already, you know, already pulled on us, so it's right. not going to work. So that's where I think maybe, you know, we have a very good hands-on is just every single product filters through us. And, again, it's voiced through the social, which is funny. I was talking to another person who started a company recently or was involved with the company, and one of the things they don't handle is their own social. Um, and they don't handle their own customer service. And it's one thing that we, you know, were nudged to do from people a lot smarter than us was right. make sure it ships clean, make sure they know they're appreciated. And if it's going to be late, which happens, it does, you know, it, it'll happen anywhere. Sure. Um, you know, take accountability for it and reach out to them because, you know, those are the types of things that if you let a crew build up, it's going to be all bad news. So Right, right. Now, it's interesting because, you know, if we keep kind of touching on the whole Northeast as it's, as a whole, right? And you guys do reach other places. Absolutely. But it seems as though that, that Deep has its home here, right? Especially here in Point Judith. Yeah. I mean, you go anywhere and, you know, I was I go to um, Elite Shooting Range, right? Yeah, James. Yeah, James, over there. Over there. Yep. Yeah. Um, you guys have a home here, right? And although you do reach other places, what do you think it is that makes the Northeast so special that you can go and go mountain biking and go hiking and hunting. And it's that seasonality that kind of almost breeds more creativity from here, people here in the Northeast. And I think you would almost get, and I feel like maybe that's not the right way to describe it. Because I, I, th- I think you, I think you nail it though. It, you know what it's, I mean? it's seasons. We have seasons that some other States don't. So where some other States might fish 12 months out of the year, you know, and we, we don't have that luxury. So we're right. forced to do mountain sports. We're forced to, do other recreational activities um and that's what we realized early on where we're like well let's let's try like maybe not a hardcore hunt shirt but let's let's try something with a mountain on it or let's try Mm. something with some ducks on it and i was like oh big surprise all these fishermen also like that hunting as do people who don't fish or hunt they like the ducks on the shirt or they they like the mountain on the shirt right and you know and then I got really big into mountain biking because I can. I was like, I'm going to throw a throw a tire on the back of a shirt, and it <laughs> sold awesome. And it's, it's really? just, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny how we've kind of just, you know, because we're not big corporate, we're allowed to kind of do whatever we want and just have fun. Right. And a lot of people are doing the same stuff we're doing. Yeah. Now, do you think that, you know, kind of dipping your toes into those different buckets, like what's the mindset behind trying to go in that route without straying away too far from, you know, deep per se. You know what I mean? Like, you probably wouldn't want to dive into, like, you know, like you said, Matt, you don't want to make the next sick jacket. But if we can make a jacket that kind of fits in between, then let's do it. You know, so what's your, like, what's your, I guess, baseline? Yeah, it's a good question because we, we do have those conversations of how do we do this stuff without alienating our core base, right. which initially was hardcore offshore fishermen. 
Um, and we've been pleasantly surprised that we've been able, just by what we do and what we show, um, that we haven't alienated that and people still take us as a legit authority mm-hmm. in that market. Um, but by dipping the toes in and maybe not making a jacket, but making a new t-shirt or series of designs on, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, performance shirts, um, it allows us to test it. And yeah. with the new huge push to direct a consumer market, we can try this stuff out at little, little to no risk for us. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, you know, dictates, you know, you know, a big part of his gig is, you know, sourcing materials, what's available. All right. What's it cost is the next big, big question. And, and you, you know, does it fall in line with all those things added up? Does it fall in line with, you know, the direction of what you're doing? And that usually dictates the next thing that's coming out. And we found that, you know, even when we were walking into stores, uh, the fact that people wanted to order stuff, you know, Dick Sporting Goods, you know, we had, you know, several tests with them and um, they want our assortment six months ahead of time, which is typical buying, but you see it shifting now because um, one, who wants to be stuck with stuff six months dated, right. hoping they get it um, because we realized, quickly realized that's not built for us. We're meant for uh, being flexible, new designs every week and controlling, you know, controlling the messaging. And I think that's just, you know, a big part of it is, is, having that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you mentioned messaging, right? And like this whole idea of, you know, cultivating this brand that reaches so many different people. And I think that's what's really important. What we haven't really touched on is your guys's, you know, I guess, impact on the community, right? I mean, you have a huge impact here in Rhode Island. You know, you actually, uh, I, there was, it was funny. I was, I was running the boat. I think I was going to East Greenwich and there was a balloon floating in the water. And you sure as shit, I turned around for that balloon, you know? And Because <laughs> yeah. if it was, like, right over here, I, I would have grabbed it. But, you know, you, if you're running, you're running, right? Um, you can't get them all. You, you gotta, can't get you them got, all. You can't get them all, but, you know, there are people that certainly try to. Right. And, and so I, I turn around, I grab that My balloon, man. you know? And I, I took a video. I haven't posted it yet. I'll, I'll throw it up there. Well, we'll um, I was share. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, talk to me about, like, all this, like, this con- conservation aspect. Because, you know, you guys are both fishermen. Yep. You know, and there's this whole... It's this interesting dynamic, right? Because nowadays people see, you know, the big tuna shots or, or you know, guys gaffing fish, and it's this whole. It, it's a very negative. Bad it's rap, egotistical, right? and we see it all the time, and that's why we've, you know, tastefully steered away from uh, kill anything uh, more so because you can depict you're out fishing all day in a shot with a touch of creativity. Right. You know, you don't need to show the dead body on the floor, you know, you can say, there's just, you know, you got to be conscious about the story you're telling in the picture. Right. And we found, and again, with some guidance from, you know, other people that you have to tastefully articulate that, you know, you, you fished hardcore all day, but with a different type of shot. And I think that's, you know, what we really, again, one of the things that I think we do a little bit more unique by controlling the content, having the content filtered through us strictly, uh, we're able to show, Hey, this is us right here. Right. Um, and you, you didn't have to show a dead animal. And, and listen, we harvest, we, that's a big part of what we do. And a big part of our messaging is harvesting sustainably. And, right. and, and we think rod and reel fishing is absolutely falls into that category. There's so many boats on this dock that, you know, have them make a living ground fishing every day. And yeah. we don't, do we take that for granted that where does that fresh plate of sea bass or flounder or fluke show up from? And it's honestly, you know, a good percentage of it is guys like this. It's not all draggers. It's not all gill nets, but right. Um, we respect that people have to make a living doing it. Um, we fall into that category a little bit, but you've got to, you got to walk the line with what it is you're showing. And again, it's the, the touch of creativity you got to be able to put on it to tell a story in a picture. Right. And what do you mean by that touch of creativity? Cause I mean, a lot of people take that differently, right? Like 
my work with Waypoint and what we do is, you know, our goal is to educate and equip and inspire the future yeah. outdoorsmen. So, like, it's all positively kind of creating this community around, you know, the guys like local knowledge and, you know, on the water, the guys are making those types of shows. And there are shows out there that we just won't even deal with, right? Because they just, they don't fit the ethos. But yep. you guys have kind of narrowed in and said, you know, we're going to work with guys like Kenny Chesney. We're going to come up with the balloon challenge. Like, come up with these different ways to interact, like you said, creativity, to be able to perpetuate that positive, you know, mindset that deep kind of perpetuates. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where about a year ago, year and a half ago, we really made a conscious decision um, to go as sustainable as we could and mm -hmm. kind of explain our, our message of sustainability, you know, both from making, starting to make recycled shirts, partnering with Kenny Chesney and No Shoes Reefs. How is know. that? Have you met Kenny yet? Uh, I, I've seen him at a show, but okay. briefly. Um, <laughs> we, we deal with uh, his partner, Brett, who, who yeah. does a great job managing that, uh, that relationship. But it's been great. And I mean, we've raised a ton of money, which gets donated to Reef Ball Foundation, and, okay. and they build artificial reefs. They've got projects all around the world. Um, we're actually working on one right here for the Ocean Mist locally oh, in Rhode really? Island. Yep. What's that going to look like? Um, I think it's going to be a couple different tests, but um, you'll have to stay tuned and see how that works out. But Top secret? Yeah, yeah, it's in the works right now. Okay. Um, but that would be really cool. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's kind of like a triple threat. We're creating awareness. We're creating clothing, clothing that was taking recycled, I mean, taking bottles out of the environment, right? recycling it, making the clothing, and then donating back to an organization that, you know, helps, you know, build these artificial reefs. So it's, it's really cool. The whole thing is very transparent. Um, you know, we donate quarterly, so you can see the money actually physically mm -hmm. going to the foundation, and then you can see the foundation allocating that money to which projects they're going to do next. Right. Yeah, you're getting this full supply chain, the soup to nuts. Like, yeah. this is what's happening. It's not just going into some big pail and everyone's dumping money into exactly. it. Exactly. You can really see where it's going. And that that's kind of how it started. And then just quickly with little things like, okay, at the time it was industry standard to wrap every single T-shirt, hat, whatever, in a plastic bag. We're right. like, this doesn't really make sense. No. We're making recycled shirts. Why are we doing this? So we're like, we're not bagging shirts anymore, mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to even tell wholesalers, like, unless you have a major issue with this, we're not sending you stuff wrapped in right. plastic. Did any customers come back and say that we don't want, we no, want there was like maybe like one, <laughs> one customer around the holidays that were like, I think you guys just sent me some used clothing. It wasn't wrapped at all. <laughs> that was like one person out of thousands. So it wasn't a big deal, but yeah. within a very short amount of time, we tallied it up. Um, cause we, it wasn't even all of last year that we launched. It, it was only partial and it was like over 40,000 bags that we wow. didn't put into the environment right because of this you know this movement we started um and that's where when you say the touch of creativity it doesn't have to be just the image that we're showing like matt does a lot of our social and he's very good at the language you mm -hmm. know because we don't ever want to talk at people like a lot of other organizations do where you know if you don't do what we do you're bad right you know this is more of like there's a way to do this you know you and don't inspire people you don't have to hug trees all the time to sure. care about the environment um, you know, there is a sustainable part, you know, we're not vegetarians. If you're vegetarians, great for you. We support that too, but we do eat meat and fish and there's mm -hmm. a way to do it, you know, responsibly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we, it was crazy. I, I, it tied in like, you know, last year was a crazy year for everybody and, um, you know, it, it sucked, you know, I don't want to say you get pigeonholed if you vote one way or another, but, you know, we talked about being, uh, you know, someone picking up trash isn't politicized, like. Pick up right. the fucking trash and don't be a slob. That's how you know. <laughs> that's a big part of like kind of like our, our foundation is we were raised to like, all right, you're gonna be an active outdoors person. Just you know, you you pick up garbage where you can and you right. don't litter deliberately. Uh, be a steward. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's like you try not to focus on a lot of those words because, again, like you don't want to feel like you got to fly a green flag yep. to do anything that's super, super casual. And you, you brought up the blue collar guy, right? There's a huge group of people that are assumed to be, uh, you know, throwing their stuff overboard because they're either blue collared or chose a political view one way or the other. And it's right. like, listen, everybody should be able to kind of be in agreement on this like and why wouldn't we and the fact that you know there wasn't really a brand that brought out the casual environmentalism environmentalism that was a big thing it's like how do you make this like a casual effort it's by not throwing in their face it's not by you know you shouldn't be doing this Mm -hmm. you know you gotta be able to realize that you know our customer base is guys that work hard and to kind of slowly organically let them know that, yo, it's okay to have a recycling five-gallon drum too, a five-gallon bucket on your boat as opposed to just everything going in. And again, you can't win them all. You can't pick up every Mylar balloon out there. So even just, you know, putting on a shirt that's six, five bottles in the T-shirt and then, you know. Did your part. You did your part and you did something. It's it's a step. Like, what are we going to do? Not take the small step we can. So we found, like, that the traction with just the shirts – it's been super well received. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the balloon challenge was just something like, you know, from us spending time out there. And it's like, dude, this is ridiculous. What is it about? I don't know what it is. And I, just, I just don't understand. Like, you know, when you have a balloon, don't you fucking pop it before you <laughs> put it in the trash? So you just save space. At the yeah. very least, you save space. Right. And then you go out there and you literally see over, say, 20 miles. You're, you're going out to the gully tuna fishing. You go 20 miles and you see a steady stream like a chum slick of, like, yeah. one, could it be... Again, I don't know the science around it, but um, <laughs> one of the guys here, he's a commercial Wedding dragger season. captain. <laughs> yeah, uh, graduation, birthdays, I don't know what it is, but one of the guys, uh, Norbert Stamps, he ran uh, some offshore lobster boats in the Port of Galilee, and okay. he's an environmental rep for you know, commercial fisheries for Virginia, New Jersey, and then up to here in the Northeast. And yep. He started the balloon ban here with uh, Susan Donovan, was their rep out of Bristol or Barrington, and... Um, you know, there's stuff in the works. It just hasn't gotten any, like, recognition as a problem. And, you know, he coined it best when he said, this is the biggest littering problem we have as a fishery. It's and insane. And w- when we threw it out there, we were like, all right, what if we throw some swag, like, incentivize these people to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, get a balloon and, and, and gaff it and bring it in? We never realized the traction that this would accrue yeah, it's because it's fucking viral. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every time I go on your Instagram, there's always just a new, you know, yeah. repost. There's always something. It's and tough to keep up to. I, I believe it, you know, and it's and it's cool to watch because you're you're seeing guys offshore who are their sole goal is to catch a tuna, but meanwhile they're also picking up trash and, and they're doing something good for the yeah. environment. I think that gives that that industry a, a positive reflection that they normally wouldn't get because they'd assume to be you're just a fish killer and you're probably not right. doing anything positive. When in, conversely, these are the types of people, um, guides, you know. Uh, they are the ones, the the best, you know, stewards for this stuff. They yep. lead the way, but they don't get the recognition for it because, at the end of the day, they killed something to make the dough, right? And pay their charter, pay or have their charter pay them. It's you know that's part of the process. But, you know, we need to shed a positive light on it. And we never thought that we'd see, you know, guys going out to you know George's Bank for lobster and picking up uh, balloons, but at the same time, the uh, a bow rider going out clamming mm-hmm. or going out, uh, you know, fishing for the day, doing something dog beach and they're posting right. something too so i think that's what we're doing in a nutshell is just bow rider guy hardcore everyday guy they're all submitting the same stuff and we think that you know we're the brand that kind of brings that together mm-hmm. uh because you know again we're taking a different approach it's uh more you know organic not in your face do a good thing if you can try to do it and uh 
you know, we'll show you the results at the end of the day because the donation or excuse me, the, yeah, the amount of retrievals don't lie. The amount of money we give back on the, you know, the shirts, the amount of bottles and plastic bags mm-hmm. that we save is, it's all tangible. It's all numbers you can show. And we wanted to focus on that, especially this year being transparent. Right. These are our three main causes. We talked on donating old garments, old clothes uh, to the homeless. We talked about some of the military uh, organizations where, you know, uh, beyond the battle, taking out guys yep. that, yep. you know, have served time and first responders that have, you know, had serious PTSD that this is why we're doing it. You know, if we could leave a good positive mark in the environmental side, obviously, mm-hmm. that should go without saying. And then to be able to have these two other co- causes that kind of anchor our brand is, you know, we're happy with that. Yeah, it makes you guys, you know, make it. it when I think of Mike and Matt, I think of two solid dudes, you know, trying to do some good in the world. Well, thanks, and, man. You know, kind of do it. <laughs> I told you he liked you. <laughs> um, and, you know, just going about your way. And, and you mentioned these, you know, guides and fishermen and, you know, just your average <laughs> Joe spanning these two, you know, two planes, if you will, right, and coming exactly, together. Yeah. But, you know, for people to think that fishermen aren't, stewards or conservationists it, it blows my mind I, don't, I have i still have not been able to figure out why someone who looks at some guy fishing with a rod and reel doesn't think that's sustainable whatsoever because that's been going on for yeah. centuries millennia you know yeah. a millennium so it's interesting to see that and to be able to kind of touch in that creativity as you will you know sprinkle that in i think is you know top notch so what's been kind of like you guys have this brand. You're well established. You have a really good name for yourselves. Like, there's always these moments where you're like, "Man, this is this is getting tough, right?" Like, we're on my t- pool table, shipping out shirts, and you know, like, man, I gotta catch this tuna unless we, can, you know, to pay for these uh, this next inventory round. Like, what's the what's been kind of some of the the learning curves, I guess, in creating this business and in, in connecting that fisherman with that, you know, bow rider. Well, I mean, I. I think that well mike does a good job you know given the grassroots backstory but you know uh, the the truth is you know we don't we have such a close perspective of the business every day that there'll be two or three times a year one's usually after christmas one's going into spring uh before like the peak sales start where we really get to take a step back and be like we might have set the table for ourselves to be in a good position mm-hmm. from a business standpoint or and you know we've also had opportunity we also had events where we're like you know oh shit um you know, how are we going to get this done? How do mm-hmm. we get that done? You know, all these normal day-to-day life things you need to be able to support yourself. Right. Um, we have those, you know, but, you know, I think the nature of someone owning a business is to focus on the troubleshooting, the bad stuff every day. So we've gotten uh, good at, first of all, chilling out when knowing what to worry about <laughs> and knowing what not to worry about. Sure. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, that's really just focused in our our leftover data that we have up here is you, know, you got to appreciate the the wins and right. when you have them so we've done a good job at being like listen you know we 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 got to this point and you know and just maintaining that positivity because there's no shortage of stuff that you could focus on that's negative but at the end of the day um you know you're making money you're selling a lot of shirts and uh you're growing the those fre- are the freakouts are seasonal yeah they're very <laughs> seasonal yeah yeah it's but it it takes it takes um you know we're very lucky in the sense because I don't know if like each of us were by ourselves like we'd be able to sustain the amount of juice you need yeah. to battle through this and um that's a big part like being able to have that you know if I can't handle it that day Mike can and vice versa mm-hmm. 
And yep. as we've gotten more, you know, involved, in, you know, there's more formal policies with the company and this other stuff. You right. you grow each day. But if you're not hands-on to do that stuff, if you're not there, if you don't show that, listen, we were there doing it. We were doing it packaging. We were doing slapping labels on boxes for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I think that was probably the biggest milestone for us was now we can focus on the three jobs that we need to do as opposed to the eight. Because we got we got that good manager down there working the shift, uh, working uh, the day shift, you know, making sure orders are going out. Because it's so tough to focus on that, you know. Oh God, we had a big day in the web. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I got to go make it all or do it all. Right, it's like, right, right. man, it's uh, it's tough. It's better get printing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta yeah. get, you gotta get down there and get the stuff out the door. So yeah, that was a big one for me. I know it was for you to be able to yeah. have that quality of life. That this is why we did it to be able to go out and interact with, you know, guys like you and, you know, and then see your stuff all up and down the dock. I mean, it's a good feeling. It's cool. Yeah. So yeah. those are probably the two big things, the brand recognition you see around here. It's like, wow, that, that was something we did. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of people to thank for that, but it's, uh, I mean, that's the win for me, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it seems as though like this business in particular, you have to be that hands-on, right? You have to be in it. Like you can't just be someone that is, you know, sitting in the office being like, I want to create a, you know, a fishing shirt or I want to create something that is in the outdoors because the outdoor industry is, you know, largely a, a, a group of people that enjoy the outdoors, right? You just don't get into it to get into it, you yeah. know? And no, it, and you, it, you have to be an authority on it. Like right. I said, that, that helped why mm-hmm. it allows us to go into these other markets besides just fishing. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're hands-on and we're – because we're not like I've used the term before, we're not a big corporate company. Right. Um, we have the ability to sit down and come out with new stuff when we want to. Yep. Um, we still do hit wholesale, um, but the direct-to-consumer market has really grown the business, and it's allowed us to sit down and have these powwows daily. Like, what do we want to do tomorrow? What do we want to do next week? How do we how do we get the fall momentum going? How do we get ready mm-hmm. for the holidays? And it's uh. I think we're in a great place now. I mean, COVID definitely threw a wrench in everything just from manufacturing, you know. Supply chain, the whole bit. Yeah, Yeah. uh, employees, the whole thing. I think we're in a great spot now where you're going to see a lot of cool stuff coming out of us in the next next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like, this, you guys having been on the podcast is actually the first partnership, you know, business that's been on the show. So I'm curious. Really? Yeah, it's 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 you know some people have had partners and them you know gone on by themselves. But interesting. I'm interested. Like, how is that dynamic, right? Because you guys seem like you guys work pretty well together, right? In, in a in a in a way where you both are in the outdoors. You know, you guys talk to each other in a sense. It's like, hey, you know, you're going mountain biking, I'm going fishing. Like, how does that work? You know, in in uh, it's a give and take. It's a give know? and take. Yeah, I, I, I we 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 you know obviously again. You know, you get these type of guidance beforehand before you hit your wagons. And it's like um, one thing I noticed immediately was, all right, Mike's a good infrastructure guy. Mm-hmm. Mike's good at, uh, you know, doing a bunch of things that I'm not great at. And, then you know, on the flip side of the coin, it's, you know, we probably wouldn't have gotten together if we didn't have that very visible uh you know, we knew that, all right, this guy balanced, balanced us out. Yeah. Right. The other thing, too, is yep. like we didn't know each other before. We weren't friends. We didn't you know, hang out before. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a blind date, more or less. <laughs> and what then, did that um, blind date look like? Uh, I th- did honestly, you buy me lunch or did I buy you lunch? <laughs> <sighs> or I might have split. I don't know. <laughs> we went dust. Oh, yeah, it was first. It was early on, so we probably fought for the tab right off yeah, the bat. Yeah. Uh, but um, impress this Gibbs guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, and then, yeah, it, it, dude, it's like an arranged marriage. Like, it's like, like you, you work on it, 
And then eventually, I think the reason that we we didn't know each other beforehand, we were able to kind of have this fresh, you know, clean slate. There's right. no preconceived. This is what you're the you're that type of guy. Mm-hmm. We had to feel it out. Um, There's definitely a bunch of learning curves and bumps, but you know, dude, disagreements happen, and we do a good job. I think that short-term memory, and it's yeah. like I feel yeah. this, I Move feel on. that, but we're very lucky in the sense that we are kind of share an atom or a brain cell, yeah, one left, and it, <laughs> we're lucky that it's, it's on the same page that we, at the end of the day, best interest of the company is in mind with every decision we make, um, where's the growth, let's focus there, and most of these decisions that I think partnerships get hung up on, we're lucky where we're like, that's it, that's it, you know, right. what do you think of this proof, what do you think of this strike off, good, maybe tweak this, and I think if you can't have a discussion with your partner about life, uh, business, salary, time, whatever, all of these discussions we've had, yep. um, you got to have a short-term memory and just be like, all right, cool. And you talk like, you have to learn to talk like, uh, you know, up front and be yeah. straight up with it because, you know, we've had guidance from, you know, we've had investors as well, which, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, it was a great thing to have because we needed that kind of guy to be like, listen, you guys are both doing this wrong here or hey you guys are both doing this right yep stop it, crushing streams yep you you're able to <laughs> stay in your lane yeah you're able to you're able to get like you do this you do that and right. that's what you bring a person on like that for to give you that experience be like this is where you're gonna go wrong and right. you're gonna have a million problems this way or you two need to get on the same page but luckily those i mean these talks are few and far between because we've been well, just kind of compatible works. we balance you know right. there's balance like yeah. with everything you got to have you know, that one or two things that only he can do mm-hmm. or it's for the best interest of the company to do and then vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the best way to say it is we have very comp, you know, our skills complement each other very well. Um, and luckily when it comes to creative, we're almost 99% on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So that would ma- that's what makes that process. Cause we see the results every time we get together, we're like, Hey, what about this concept? Or I text him at 11 o'clock at night or he sends me a DM <laughs> from, you know, hey, what about this on this? Yeah. It doesn't shut off, but that's the cool part because it's your baby. Well, and it's fun. It's the, that's the yeah. fun part. Yeah, we, it is we, the fun part. And we realize, like, just how much we get out of these tweaks. And if you're not doing it in the space, you don't have that, oh, docktails, cocktails. I mean, you really? know, boat to yeah. bar. Right. If, I, if, if we weren't both, you know, swinging our fat legs over the sides, <laughs> of, the sides of the boat to get off somewhere whoa, whoa, when you're whoa, half whoa. wet. Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you don't if you don't have that feeling of wet sandy shorts trying to swing a leg over a gunnel and splitting it open, you're like you don't have that appreciation for wow, we need a stretchy short and this is going back like, you know, years yeah. and we need it to look good for grabbing a beer in or dinner and we realized that wasn't field specific. Everybody wants to be able to wear their designated hardcore thing they have, mm-hmm. but they don't want it to look too hardcore right. because who wants to wear the Mahi print shirt that's you know, has 20 different colors on it with five different back prints. It's yeah. that's not us. Nope, not me either. Might work on the water, but you probably shouldn't wear it to lunch. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not in there, you know, experiencing it, doing it, that's what totally where the inspiration comes from. Yeah, and, and, and it seems as though it's, you know, again, it's like the outdoor industry. You really have to be in it to be in it. You know, yep. otherwise... You just you just don't understand, you know, and, you know, me being a captain, like having done a variety of different jobs in the industry, I kind of have this whole thousand foot view where I'm allowed, I'm able to talk with guys like you because yep. I can speak some of the language. I might not know everything, you know, but I know what a West Mac is, you know, 
and I know the I know the hydrosport is and yeah. talking about engines and you know it's just these little things that help in those little you know I guess links in the chain right they kind of put everything together overall so it's like having the community aspect and the infrastructure and to kind of have this whole collaborative effort that eventually leads to what deep will become mm -hmm. you know and what deep is so yeah. you know as you guys kind of keep moving forward and, and trying different things and you know what does it look like you know five years from now uh the sustainability thing we want to keep growing mm -hmm. um in what ways I, i'd love to go fully sustainable as a clothing company mm -hmm. um it's easier said than done and covid definitely put a kink in all manufacturing you know domestic and foreign so slowed us down a little bit there but we're, you're going to see that line from us continue mm -hmm. um you know and then I, I i think we just really need to you know keep with the creative keep keep coming out with new new stuff within our boat to bar realm that really fits our core yeah core market and you know core customers that have been with us since day one and then you know just keeping the messaging the same you know from our voice and telling people you know how we see it and hopefully they agree with us yeah right on yeah i mean uh you talked about wholesale and stuff before we, we you know we got started off of mom and pop shops and mm -hmm. that's something we always want to be available to we always want to support those stores that have supported us um but when you get to a pinch point in your business where you got to do what's best for your company um all right now how do we make this available uh digitally available one you know you're not printing ten thousand catalogs a year mm -hmm. what's that do for you know, someone that could very easily just go click on a hyperlink and, you know, it's easier to update. So, you know, making things more efficient, um, right. making things more us. And I think, again, you know, this is the first year and a half where, um, you know, maybe even less than that, where we've had our ability to do our space. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, one of the new things I was able to do was, was work on, you know, chase these, the Deep Balloon Challenge and chase, you know, ambassadors that are us, you know, right. and, um, how do you get the most out of them and, and Mike's corporate relationships and new fabrics to explore, new sourcing, um, all these things that kind of clipped your wings to start because you got to ship it and take care of the people that already bought something. Right. Um, now we finally are in that space where we're like, oh, okay, um, you know, we're, we're trying out some new stuff, but this is what I've meant to do. Mm. This is what, you know. This is my space. Kind of finding your roles in a way. And you can as, never, as you, you can never going. get too far away from it yeah, because yeah, you'll yeah. get called back. You know, we have the holidays <laughs> coming up too, and that's always a pleasant surprise. But again, you're like, you, yeah. know, you see all that traffic, and you're like, great. But when you're the guy down there pack muling it all, um, you get a different. Oh, now I gotta do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, when you see it, you know, materialize into a lot of people you don't know. You know, Chicago O'Hara Airport. I'm getting screenshots of guys sitting at a bar. Another dude and. Connecticut. It's like you know, three years ago, it's like, do you know that guy? Do you know that guy? It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's. I we, don't. We, we 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 still get that. <laughs> it's like uh, I saw a guy on the highway in a yellow Jeep with a deep sticker. Do you know who that is? <laughs> like we've got about like a hundred thousand stickers out there. <laughs> Probably not. So it's funny. You get that loyal group of friends and people that have been with you since the jump, and yeah. um, they might be more stoked than we are to see the national recognition that it's gotten, and you know. We, there's, again, there's no shortage of issues you could find to worry about. We just try to, again, after being in the trenches doing it mm -hmm. and getting it off the ground and thinking you got it done, and then you get your, your legs kicked out from under you, and then you go back and do it. Two things. I, one thing I could say is he might be more stubborn than me, but we're <laughs> both, we don't take, we don't really take no for an answer or don't really just accept. Just a maybe. You don't accept uh, this isn't happening. It's, it's yeah. going to happen, yeah. and 
uh, that's probably where a lot of people go wrong in apparel and it, or not wrong. It's just, it's a tough ask. It's a tough workload. And, you know, we'd be lying if we said it didn't, you know, lead to migraines and minor health issues and all this <laughs> other high blood pressure. Yep. Um, but having a heart restarted, you know, yeah, oh, Jesus, this guy, hey, fib, you know, so it's, Jesus. it's crazy, but you, you get the perspective of what you're doing it for and you appreciate the, the wins when you get them. Right. Well, it seems as though, you know, a lot of things came out of COVID that were obviously not that great. But one of the things that did come out that was pretty phenomenal was the explosion in the outdoor industry, yeah. you know, from yeah. all different sides. Was it Whether you're, you know, selling boats, you're making apparel, you're whatever you're doing, right? COVID just seems to have just amplified that in, you know, in a very positive light because yeah. everyone's trying to go outside. So what, exactly. what, what kind of things, like, you know, you mentioned that jump, and this is almost like a seems like a kickstart it had to have been you know to to continue that growth and that trajectory yeah the the analysts are saying that last year was year one of a 10-year outdoor growth cycle really so the people that you know were maybe already hardcore guys they're, they're more hardcore now the, yeah. the guys that were like one foot in to the outdoors you know maybe they camped you know maybe they had a fishing right. rod they were both feet, you know, foot, you know, both feet in mm -hmm. now. And then uh, the people that were sitting on the couch that typically worked nine to five, uh, maybe you know, caught a football game on Sunday and drank some beers. You know, they were working from home now, and they were like, "I, I need a kayak. I, yeah, I need a surfboard. Yeah, I, I got to get outside." So yeah. it's it's been really cool to see. Uh, it's really helped the growth. Um, and for even for us, just because of everything stopped, including our wholesale. I think that's what, you know, it was a blessing and a curse. I mean, we lost a ton of money on wholesale because mm -hmm. the country just stopped, but it also allowed us that minute to pursue, you know, the no shoes reef relationship and, you know, the eco clothing, um, which, you know, if COVID hadn't happened um, and we were still in our, you know, that wholesale cycle, right. um, we might have not had the time to really pursue it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So as we kind of wind down here, I got one last question. Bananas? Are they really bad luck? Oh boy, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> well, are they? I uh, listen. I'm just I'm just adhering to a, a superstition that goes back hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands, of years here. And I remember, you know, one time how this all came about is I was actually down with uh, Seth Funt. I don't know if you know him. He's uh, partially a Rhode Island guy, but he's a Florida. Uh, I don't know Seth. Florida boat captain. Either way, um, I'd gone out fishing with him. There was a banana on the boat. He went bullshit. <laughs> and uh, we were striking out deep dropping for swordfish. So I'm like, well, that was a drastic reaction. I was like, oh, man, well, you know, whatever. They're a nice boat food because they don't get soaking wet. Fit, they, fit in your lunchbox. Very ideal. They, you know, yeah. Uh, so I could see why people want to grab it. But, um, yeah, I, we were. I'm assuming you're referring to some type of video that <laughs> may have featured one of us. Uh, we were out for a bachelor party, right? And uh, – it was my brother's best friend. My brother's the best man. He wanted to go canyon fishing. He didn't want to do a wild bachelor party. Yep. So, yeah, we just had a bunch of beers on the boat, went to the, the canyon, and uh, we were striking out. We had just had sawed off by a wahoo. Um, the water looked great. We're like, why aren't we catching right now? And then some guy comes out. So <laughs> my buddy Tim uh, comes out gnawing on a banana, and I was like, that's fucking it. That's the reason. I was like, get that thing out of your mouth and throw them all overboard. And I think you reached in and took it out of his mouth. I got in there, and uh, we had to get all of it out. And uh, it was so funny because uh, we had a kid actually there doing some content filming, and he's like, he's shooting the whole thing live, and that's how it People, I was like, is that real? I was like, that was dead-ass serious. So yeah, uh, we caught a lot after that. Nice big eye, Wahoo, and... Um, some more yellowfin, so I'd say, hey, listen, play it safe than sorry. All right. Hey, good to know. Good to know. The last time I was out, out fishing, I was fishing with uh, 
big game. Yeah. We're out on the can. We're out yep. pretty close to the canyons. And uh, I, I brought a banana on. You oh, know? no. It was my first time out with them. And, uh, you swim home? You know, I got pretty How'd close to it. They, How'd they handle they were, it? They handled it okay. You know? Professional? Sh- Seamus, you know, in his big freaking oh, baseball God, hands. Yeah. You know, he tossed it overboard, but, you know. Oh, God. Man, yeah. That man angry at you is a, <laughs> is a different level. You don't want that. <laughs> well, when I'm on my boat, I'll bring a banana. Okay. I'm well, usually listen, not fishing, though. So. If, I'm sure if you play the numbers enough, you can prove that, you know, <laughs> it doesn't play a role. But, you know, su- superstition is a big part of going out fishing. So. Yep. Fair enough. We'll, we'll err on the, on, the, on the side of not having them. Yeah. No banana boat, sunscreen. No banana boat, nothing. I think we did a thorough Yellow. check, actually, this weekend when we had a little dry spell. We were like, all right, just making sure. Do you guys sell yellow shirts? Uh, light greens is about all we touch on. Close to bananas we get. Yep. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We sell no banana shirts, and you still can't bring those on the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good th- That's a good twist on that. We should explore that. <laughs> yeah. Is that technically having a banana on the boat? We've got to have a towel, you know, like uh, like a mat. No yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's people out there. Who have, it's funny because, dude, that video brought out perfect case. We would not have had that shirt had we not had that absolute episode caught on film. And we're like, why don't we come out with our decals, full line, hoodie, long sleeve, all this other stuff? <laughs> but Dedicated to bananas. A great yeah. example of, hey, had we not taken a flyer on that uh, bachelor party, we probably wouldn't have had that shirt inspired. So, Hey, there we go. Well, what a great way to end it off, guys. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for having me on the Thank boat. you. I'm glad right. we finally were able yeah. to link up and get outside and the rain held off or whatever is about to Rain, fog, classic point, Judith. Yep. No, you're the man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank cool. you. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Along the Keel. Appreciate you guys sticking around towards the end here. And it was really great being able to do this in person with uh, Matt and Mike down on the Tough Guy. It's a awesome boat, by the way. And it was very cool to just do this in person. It's not often I get to do that, but when it does happen, it's a lot of fun. And I think overall, it probably creates for a little bit better of a show just because, you know, people and being around people. Uh, there's there's nothing separating you. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. If you want to learn more about Deep, you can head over to their website, deepapparel.com. You can also check us out on alongthekeel.com, sign up for a newsletter, and get updates on new shows as well as an announcement of a new website launch that will be happening very, very soon where a lot of the products that you guys are seeing are going to be available. So we're going to be curating some of the best marine coastal outdoor goods and putting them in all on one spot one spot for you to find the best out there so stay tuned for that very excited to launch and yeah that's that's pretty much all i have on this episode so thank you guys member five star review goes a long way and as always make sure to work hard do good be incredible have an awesome day